Welcome to the Heart Soul Wisdom Podcast, a journey of self-discovery and transformation. Moira Sutton and her amazing guests share real-life stories, tools, and strategies to inspire and empower you to create and live your best life. Come along on the journey and finally blast through any fears, obstacles, and challenges that have held you back in the past so you can live your life with the joy, passion, and happiness that you desire. Now, here's your host, Create the Life You Love Empowerment Life Coach, Moira Sutton. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 90, How Ancestral Patterns Shape Your Life and Love, with our special guest, Jack Blackwell. Jack is a renowned practitioner of family constellation work and a leading voice in the field of healing ancestral trauma. As the founder of Healing Family Trauma, he has helped countless individuals worldwide and families find healing and growth through his workshops and trainings. With over a decade of experience in family constellation work, Jack has developed a deep understanding of the underlying dynamics and traumas within family systems. He works closely with clients to explore the hidden patterns and beliefs that may be holding them back, helping them to release the negative emotions and energy and find a greater sense of purpose, meaning, and fulfillment in their lives. Through his work with Healing Family Trauma, Jack has become known for his compassionate and holistic approach to healing. He believes that true healing comes from addressing the root causes of emotional pain and trauma and works with clients to create a safe and supportive space for this process to unfold. Whether through his online courses or in-person workshops or his talks, which we're going to jump into, Jack is dedicated to helping clients find healing and transformation one step at a time. So without further ado, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Jack Blackwell. Welcome, Jack. Moira, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Grateful to be here and uh, connect with your audience and track. Well, I'm very excited about it. You're you're also my my last show that I'm doing for the the holidays. Uh, And... um, and yeah, we've had a lot around adjusting, and I, I I so honor you for being flexible um, and patient with me on my end with things happening. And uh, so this is going to be exciting. I know my audience is going to love it. Uh, we have never had somebody like you on before, so they get ready for a really cool journey and, and a learning curve from Jack's wisdom today. So Jack, let's talk about when you're growing up in your family. What was that like? And and then please share like your family constellation story. How did you get into this? How did this unfold for you? So let's start there. Sure, sure. Thank you, Mara. I think like many healers, uh, I believe I chose a childhood that had a lot of trauma. It had a lot of trauma. It had a lot of pain. And thus taking on the original wound and developing my capacities and my gifts uh, so that that childhood experience, uh, a lot of broken bonds in my childhood, a lot of broken bonds uh, in my early uh, experience. And then uh, meeting my father when I turned 18, that's when I met my biological father. Uh, he called one day, he said, hey, I want to meet you. I want to talk to you. Um, 
completely out of the blue, uh, was not on my radar. I knew that there was another man out there, but just had made this assumption that my stepfather was my dad. And, and, and that, at that, that point at 18 really transitioned for me and began uh, my journey of healing, my journey of healing. And it went from one very different family system of, of a ton of trauma, uh, shut down, closed, no warmth, to a family system of aliveness, mm. had its own version of trauma, but alive, uh, much more supportive much more loving, much more love-based. And so that was the early, that was the early childhood experience. That was my early childhood sort of trauma experience. So from, yeah, from trauma to like a love-based. Um, uh, transcending because, trauma to, yes. to a much bigger picture of what we are. Yes, because a lot of people in families, uh, I know this through my clients through the years that, you know, if they have trauma or abuse or anything like that, they just figure out other families that's going on in their family too. You don't really always know what's out there. <laughs> yes, yes. So let's look at this. So what is ancestral healing? And, you know, how do you incorporate this role of ancestors into your work? And why is it so important to do this work in this process? Because this was a new thing. When I found you and your expertise, I had never heard of it put this way before. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for the question. I, I was thinking about it uh, as I prepared for our talk uh, today, and I had a, a new insight or a new way of sharing it, which uh, I'm very excited about. And what awesome. I, yeah, what I realized was, you know, take take that moment. So, so culturally, socially, uh, we generally have a psychological story, and that psychological story is uh, trauma based, and it's based on uh, our lineage, kind of the story I just shared with you. Uh, a little bit of. And but I want to give us a different image. I want to give us a different story. And I want us to imagine that we are infants and we are fresh, oh, so fresh, beautifully fresh out of the womb uh, of our mother. And then we come into our, our childhood experience. But what I have learned and probably what many, many shamans know and many, many other energy workers know is that we're not a blank template at that moment. We are not. We're not. We are at that moment. I think we're an accumulation of past life patterns, past mm -hmm. life energies. We have solar energies. We have, you know, alignments of the planets and things like that. And we also are an imprint and imprinted in that moment. We've already been imprinted with ancestral energies, ancestral energies. So even at that moment, when society now currently, our, our scientific paradigm tells us, well, you're a blank slate, and then you're going to have childhood experiences, and there's going to be positive, or they're going to be traumatic, and that's going to shape who you are. That's going to shape who you are. But it's not true. It is not true because at that moment of us as an ancestral template, which is really the expertise area that I have, um, we are carrying grandmother's trauma. We're carrying the patterns of heartbreak that are in our lineage. We're carrying patterns of depression that are in our lineage. We're carrying the suicidal impulses that are in our lineage. So we are already uh, imprinted. Um, with those templates, 
And so what happens is as, as you and I and others are, are, are kind of taught to resolve trauma, we're like, okay, I'm going to work on what happened with mom. I'm going to work on what happened with dad. I'm going to, I'm going to work on the needs that weren't met when I was a child. And so family constellation work gives us a, a way of working spiritual and energetically with the ancestral imprints that are, are inherited. And, and Moira, I, I believe personally that these are a huge aspect of what we are. Like, I, I, I think that our childhood trauma is maybe like, I'll make up a number, but maybe it's like 40% of our experience in life. I think ancestral imprints are like 30% of the mm. challenges and blocks and strengths that we also have in our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good point that you also added the strength part because, yeah, you know, and it's also, you know, I love to dance and I was dancing the other night with some music and how different music speak to me. And I know just with the music and how I'm drawn to it that I've had lifetimes in those, you know, different mm -hmm. dimensions and all like that too. And, um, so I like that you added the strengths in there too, not just mm -hmm. the negative patterns. How do you think right now, if, if, you know, we know that there's, you know, two wars going on right now in the world. How do you speak to that when you're in front of audiences that like, what can people do? And, you know, if, you know, you talked about communities and healing, I'd like to hear more mm -hmm. about that because, uh, sure. yeah. Well, I believe that what's happening in society right now uh, is on one level, it's terrifying. And mm -hmm. on one level, there has just been uh, at least since 2016. And I'm not going to judge, you know, especially for those of us in the United States. I, I think you're up in Canada. I'm not going to judge, you know, uh, the political, the political scene. But I'll say that it feels like there has been nonstop terror through the channels, through the news media, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, you know, something's happening with Kim Jong-un. Is there, are there going to be a nuclear uh, threat to our existence? Uh, this pandemic, are we going to, are the systems going to collapse? We're going to die, They're, the financial terrors. So it's, it's been like nonstop terror for, for, in my opinion, for the last really almost eight years now, eight years now. And what I have come to realize personally for myself is actually a way of detaching from it. It's a way of detaching from it and recognizing that the answer is not to solve the political problems, is not to solve uh, vaccines, not vaccines. It's actually to hold the highest vibration that I can hold. Mm -hmm. So because it can become overwhelming for me, and when I look at the mega picture, the 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 the, the larger picture of what is going on in society and our world through the news media, et cetera. And it's like, and, and more and more as it connects with the spiritual side, it's raise my vibration. It's that's the very simple and, and maybe not easy, but very simple answer. And I, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear also if that resonates for you and, and, and your journey, uh, especially over the past five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. I think with the, the part about raising the vibration, um, I'd like to hear um, maybe how you do that with, you know, I know there's gratitude and joy and appreciation and forgiveness and compassion, all those kind of things. Um, and being present in the moment with exactly where we are. Um, I, I also know that as I'm an extremely spiritual person um, that, you know, I'm still picking up on 
like I'll wake up with dreams of war and killing and violence in my mm. own dreams. And, and I'll wake up and I'll have anxiety and I'll think, where did that come from? You know, <laughs> or mm. I want to, or I want to cry or, mm. you know, just uh, an emotional state that I'm like, where's that from? And then I try to be with it. And it's quite hard really to, to be in that versus go get busy, you know, don't, don't go there with those emotions. But so how, how does somebody really detach other than kind of what I was saying, you know, what, what I do. Well, you know, Moira, as you share that, you know, what strikes me is your uh, compassion, right, for humanity that maybe even almost like joining in, uh, carrying some of the collective trauma, which is pretty, pretty extreme right now. And I know that comes from a place in my mind anyway, for, of love and compassion mm -hmm. uh, towards humanity. Um, for me, there's a balance. I, 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 I look at a lot of the what we would call negativity that's going on socially. I don't look at all uh, conventional news channels. I don't believe them. I, I, I believe and have personal experience that we're being lied to quite often. Mm -hmm. So I look at alternative uh, channels of information. And then for me, there's this balance of, OK, how do I take in uh, what could be construed the negativity? socially what's going on but balance that with my own light so that i'm still taking in the information that's out there um hopefully hopeful positive high vibration also in addition to kind of what i see is somewhat malevolent uh, energies in play but how do i not take in how do i not take in too much right how do i balance okay the shadow is here i can see the light i can take in the light uh, or I, I, you know, but how do I balance that with my own uh, inner, inner knowing, inner strength, inner vibration? So one thing I was talking with my uh, psychic who helps inform me around business and career decisions and things like that. And she said yesterday or two days ago, I was talking to her. She said, you know, the light is always stronger than the dark. The yes. light is always stronger than the dark because and she had this great presentation, very simple. She said, because the light is connected to source, the mm -hmm. light is still connected to source energy, whereas low vibration influences, uh, some would say maybe malevolent influences, are, are disconnected from source, are disconnected from source. So these other uh, energies that are impacting humanity right now, having to feed off human terror, human fear, uh, uh, disconnected sexual experience and things like that. But she's like, no, she's like, because they're, that's their source of energy, the light is always stronger. Light is always stronger because we have a direct connection to source energy. Um, so for me, uh, maintaining my own high vibration, still being aware of the dark that's going on socially, uh, finding out where that balance is. And, and every night uh, before I go to sleep, I call in protectors. I call in helpers. I call in. Like, okay, let's do soul work at night. I call in my helpers, like, let's set our intentions, but also let's create the space or or allow me to shine enough of my light that no negativity comes into uh, the dream space and things like that. Hmm. That's very interesting. I know um, I'm a Reiki master um, mm -hmm. and uh, a Karina Reiki master. Um, but when, when I work with a client, or even today before I started, I cleared the room and then brought in just a calming presence. Um, but I put boundaries up very clearly that no one can step into that area when I'm doing healing work. 
Um, so that's interesting how you say that. And they can't. They I can even see them at times right outside where I said that they cannot come through. Um, and I can sense the different beings there. And they have to honor what I say. They cannot step into that. Do you think these are, the, you know, the darkness, the shadow, the perpetrators? Um, do you teach people then how to create a very safe space for them? Because the work you do is very deep. Um, yes. And um, the trust element, I think you use what I've seen with your work is that you can, you know, observe or you can be part of it. Tell us a bit about that, what that looks like so people can understand it more. Well, you know, more is what we were talking about before the fourth call. You know, a lot of my work at this point, about half of the constellations, in other words, the processes that I lead that bring healing to the energetic patterns that are that live within our families right and we all have a bond to our family and through that bond can be positivity or toxicity right both of those that will be transmuted through our energetic family bond and and more and more i'm being guided to work with uh the low vibration forces that come into our family lineages mm. uh malevolent energies you see this through uh germany uh, we did a constellation uh, just uh uh, two nights ago around, you know, uh, Germany and soldiers in the war and uh, sort of the malevolent influences that were involved in all that. And again, the guidance that I'm getting as I learn from the field, right, the morphogenetic field, is working with high vibration energy. So more and more as we work with these lower vibration things that show up in our fam in some family systems, not all, but some, sometimes it's relevant, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just grandma's trauma and that's where we're working. Uh, so more and more we're bringing in uh, high vibration energies and whether that's uh, calling in, invoking into the field, uh, Jesus and the high vibration Christian beings, or whether that's, I believe, that there are cosmic beings that are here to help humanity at this time of planetary evolution and human evolution, right? Which is so much bigger than you and I, this idea of planetary evolution, so mm -hmm. much bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm working a lot with uh, uh, cosmic beings and I've been doing that for about three years. And at this point, I just believe in them so strongly that, oh, these beings are real. At first I was like, are cosmic beings real and here to help humanity or not? Is that fiction? Is that true? Uh, but such positive results with uh, beings from other star systems of high vibration that are here to uh, help humanity. So when we're working with a family system, basically we're working with the trauma on one level. But on another level, we're just bringing so much light into people's lineages and family systems that these traumas and issues of ancestral just begin to resolve themselves. So more, more and more to what you're speaking to is just like, how can we just bring in more and more and more light? And I think that's the key to our evolution at this time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, as we were saying before, um, you know, we, we moved this call because there was a decision or yeah. anyway, my, I, I felt my, my family, there was a scam and we were going to lose money and it was very traumatic, very, very traumatic. Mm -hmm. And um, we just said before this call that, you know, I the next day where I was still shaking, that's why I had to move our mm -hmm. call. Um, I energetically I was off for sure. And but I decided to forgive that person because there's there's no use holding bitterness or any of that. It's just let go 
and forgive. And that that's where, where you talk about too, about compassion for people, for humanity, for what's going on right now in the world. And uh, um, I know when you said that earlier, I get tears in my eyes when it really speaks to my soul. I know yeah. that that's where it's, it's going. These these shifts that you work with, this energetic process, if one person does the work in the family, does it then go through the families? Like through, is that how you do it through the different like fam like future to come and the past with generations with trauma or um 100 100%, 100%. Yeah. and so it's almost like we're a spoke in a wheel and if you can imagine us being a hub there are many hubs mom has a hub dad has a hub and and you can imagine the spokes like on a bicycle tire mm-hmm. if we shift the position of our hub to a higher vibration it, every other spoke in that wheel shifts position along with us mm-hmm. and i've had so many occurrences where someone does the work this ancestral healing work this lineage healing work uh let's say they do it around mom mom's not at the event mom has nothing to do with the event they don't even know the event is happening but this client is like wow i really want to resolve things with my mother because i feel like that's blocking me in having more love in my life right having more that's a very common you know, thing i might see and she does the work and she finds some soul resolution. This is not about the trauma of mom and dad. This is like, you know, this is the perfect mother for me. This is the perfect daughter for mom. Maybe they've been through many, many lifetimes together, but they do this piece of work or she does at the event. And she feels some kind of soul resolution where there's been a shift in her soul. And she says, oh my God, like, I get it now. I get it why this is the perfect mother for me. And I feel the flow of love towards my mom once again, which I haven't felt in years. And maybe this client hasn't talked to mom for two or three years, let's say. And I've had this happen many times. And and two days later, for the first time in three years, mom calls and says, mm. wow, I really want to work on our connection. I really want to work on our, our, our relationship. Uh, I've been thinking about you a lot lately and I miss you. And I, I really want to bring some healing. And and so it's like the one person does the work and they shift and everything else shifts around mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And it might shift in a different way. Like, I, again, when I do work with people and they do breakthroughs at a belief level and a core level, um, that might end up their marriage ends or something. You know, like that was just part of the uh, the contract sort of to have a child. And then, you know, they go down a different path. And that's yeah. a healing in itself also. Yeah. Yeah. I think so many times, you know, we see this with a lot of women because women are doing more work, obviously, right now than men are. Um, And they're scared to do the work because they know it might mean, wow, I may have to let some things go. And that may even be my primary partner. But then, of course, you know, as you know, Moira, the, the, the biggest thing, and it's hard, it's not easy. But the biggest thing is, can that person be in their soul integrity? And if their soul integrity is, wow, there are things I have to let go of because my soul needs to move forward because I need to bring my gifts to the world, for example. And I know that my relationship with my husband doesn't support me to bring my gifts to the world. And so, uh, so much courage, so much courage there uh, mm-hmm. to do that kind of work and just so much love to anybody that's doing the work that may have to let go of old relationships. And they're still, but a constellation work would say, you know, we would work with a high vibration statement and that high vibration statement, which infuses love into a family system or a family field might be, and the love remains, right? And the love remains. We're closing this chapter. The love will still always be there between us. And so to still maintain the love bond, 
that we have, but still move forward in a good way that serves our soul, our highest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, let's go with that, with, you know, our soul, our bringing our work out into the world, finding more meaning and fulfillment in our life. How does this process of family constellation work with helping somebody with that? Because a lot of the people who are listening to this, um, they're constantly searching for their life purpose. They want more Uh meaning. You know, they don't oh. want all the, the things anymore. They they want the more experience in life, more connection, um, and and to you know find what that life purpose is. Because oh. things it doesn't have to be like an Oprah or some big big thing. It could be <laughs> you know you're the best baker in town, or just that you enjoy making herbs or whatever that is. Uh, so beautiful, and 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 while I do this work that uh, looks at family lineages because that's my expertise with it. Uh, many of the many of the people I work with are actually blocked healers. Blocked mm. healers. That, what is that? Uh, like, what is that? Let's hear. They they just they just come to me, and and so many of them, uh, blocked healers. Okay, if you're mm-hmm. a very spiritual oriented healer and you want to bring spiritual medicine from a lineage lens. <laughs> Hmm. That imprint, we're, we're infants, we're infants, and we have brought in a template of ancestral trauma and strengths. But what we see many times is you look at a lineage and the healers, you and I, as, as hopefully medicine workers, bring in, we have a tendency to be more connected to the healers in our lineage, right? Because they, they have gifts and we bring forth their gifts. But then we also see on the trauma side is many times, the healers, especially alternative healers outside of the church, outside of the Christian paradigm, uh, they've been executed. They've been marginalized. They've been shut up and and they've been silenced. And so many times while we carry the gifts of the ancestors and our lineage that have the medicine, we also carry imprints of, oh, this is what happened to the medicine workers that were outside of the normal social norms. And so we're going to have to do work on that. We're going to have to do the energetic work. So I get many healers coming to me and we look back in the lineage and we're like, oh, great, 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 great grandmother was burned at the stake. Mm -hmm. So you and I can have an imprint of being terrified of presenting our medicine to the world. We don't know why. We don't know what it is, but it's almost like a life and death terror. And then we look on a lineage level and we're like, oh, people did die. Uh, for mm-hmm. sharing their gifts, and that's in my lineage in particular. Um, so that's 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 one of the interesting things. I don't know if you riff off that, and and I, and I have you know I'll share my own journey of following my own um, uh, my own soul calling and leaving a job of a flight attendant for ten years, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's just look at that, what you're saying in, in your story. Um, sure. You know, you, you had shared that uh, you had been leading family constellation ancestral healing events for five years when you hit a wall. So what happened there? And how did your intuition help mm. guide you in the next eight months? Because you you literally listened to that. So tell it. I yeah. think that's in- interesting to share that. Sure. Uh, that goes more into the uh, trauma work, uh, the mm-hmm. trauma side of things, which is certainly has a place for all of us. Uh, I realized I had been leading events, uh, constellation events for five years. Before that, I trained in holotropic breath work, and that was a two-year program. That's a big program, and leading events in that. And about 
uh, five years into uh, really stepping into my events, I totally froze up. I totally froze up. And something inside of me was like, I cannot lead another event. And maybe many people listening to this that are in the healing realm might, might resonate with this challenge or this issue. And what I realized was I had been overriding my inner little boy and he was terrified he was terrified of putting this stuff out into the world uh terrified of making an offering to people on my list and nobody maybe nobody would respond right and so the template of this of course is childhood the template of this is like you know wanting recognition from mom like mom see me see the gifts see what i did see the painting i did and mom saying, I don't have time right now. Mm. I don't have time right now. And, and you put your little picture uh, up on the uh, refrigerator that you drew and nobody uh, looks at it. You can imagine this, this, this paper just getting wrinkled and old and faded and nobody looks at it. So then when we come into the healing realms and we start trying to bring our gifts to the world, it rubs up against for many of us that early childhood template of mom, can you meet my needs? And mom say no. And so we are directly corollary to that as we start to offer our events uh, to the world. And so for me, I was offering my events, but I wasn't aware of how much I was brushing up against this early childhood trauma. And so I came to this place where my inner child just said, absolutely not no more. It's too scary. It's too painful. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And something in it felt right to me. Something in it was like, no, this is for the highest and best. I don't know mm. what it is, but this is for the highest and best. And I, I was checking in. I'm like, oh God, I fortunately I had some money in the, in the bank at the time. So I was mm -hmm. able to not, not work for a little bit. And that makes a difference. Um, but I was like, okay, soul. What do I want to do? What's 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 in alignment for my soul right now? And I was in Colorado. I was in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado at the time. And I'm like, all I want to do is go hiking in the mountains. Mm. I was like, okay, I'll go hiking in the mountains. And for eight months, uh, you know, all I did was like plan the next hike, plan the next adventure, wow. let go of work. There were some things I had to be responsible for. And I, I, I barely struggled, but I held on to those. I did what I had to do. And I just went hiking. And I just listened. I was like, you know, will my drive to work come back? I think it will, but I don't know. And at the end of eight months, all of a sudden, I was like, okay, I want to lead an event. I want to lead an intro to family constellation work. And so I was like, okay. And so I put it out there with some trepidation to my tribe. Very, very well received. So many people signed up right away. It was like, no, this is in flow. This is perfect. And I got so excited. Where that I was like, okay, I want to create a weekend event. And so my next <laughs> thing I was creating a weekend event, like, oh, Friday and all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And immediately my inner child shut down. He said, no, I'm not doing that. And over the process of the next year, I went back and forth. And what I learned how to do was to put my inner child's needs first when creating an event. And anytime he said, he said, Jack, no, it's too much. I would back off. I would back mm. off. But he learned to he learned to flip and I was, he learned I'll curse sometimes. He learned to flip and trust me. 
he learned to trust me. I'm like, no, I've got little Jack's needs first because this is very scary for little me. And, and you know, look at my lineage too, right? The, 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 the marginalized healers in my own lineage. Um, so, yeah, and that was kind of this journey of reconfiguring how I showed up in the world where I had to learn to put little me, little inner me's needs first. And, uh, yeah, I hope that's a value to some of our people listening. Mm-hmm. And and that whole idea about playfulness and heart play and intuition, you know, bringing that all in to yes. what we do. Like, you know, I know I was mentioned to you earlier that uh, I love to dance and especially if I'm cooking with music on and my husband and I'll dance together at night and have a glass mm-hmm. of wine and just um, and then I realize again, listening to music, just how my body moves that, you know, like yourself, you know, retreats in that I'm like. I don't want to do the whole thing. Maybe I just lead the dance part, you know, the movement part mm-hmm. and teach people mm-hmm. that, but to really listen to that. Um, and, uh, and that inner voice and that inner child. Yeah. You, yeah. What Now I read here about system, system, <laughs> systemic, no systemic. Oh, there we go. I got the word systemic constellations. What, how does, is that the same as what we're talking about with family constellation? Uh, it's, 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 it's an overlap. It's an overlap, systemic uh, constellation work. Basically, we can use the field, the morphogenetic field, uh, to access any dynamics around systems. Like some people might set up uh, a quote-unquote constellation, like a social constellation, around what's happening in the the Middle East right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's look at Israel. Let's look at Palestine. Let's look at any other uh, forces that are involved. And accessing the other side, the consciousness, the wisdom of the other side, we can see uh, the hidden dynamics of what's in play. And so, and some people even do business constellations. So they'll take constellations into a business that's struggling. Maybe marketing is not getting along with production and leadership, it feels disconnected. And, and so we can bring a constellation into that system to look at what are the hidden dynamics in play? What are the deeper level dynamics that need to be addressed to be healed? And so this is a very different level than the mental level. Like the mental level is so limited. It's necessary and it absolutely has a place, but it's so limited by ego structures and things like that relative to seeing the deepest level dynamics of what's really in play, what's really in play. Uh, So systemic constellations allow us to look at any system from a spirit level lens uh, to see the hidden dynamics and to bring resolution, right? To shift the energetics of the patterns. So let's let's look at that right now. Like, what what do you see for some of the hidden dynamics with these wars that are going on right now? In the you know everything around it. Yeah, yeah. I I believe we are at a point. I'm going to give you a high vibration. There's I have beliefs around a low vibration version of this story too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, cool. on a high, high vibration level, uh, we're being forced to wake up. Mm. We are being forced to wake up as we're not just human. We are so much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. The planet's consciousness is evolving. That is so much bigger than us and everything. And we're going to be pushed. And I think things will get, unfortunately, uh, from what I see from the spirit side, things are going to get worse. Things are going to get worse, unfortunately, over the next couple of years uh, before they get better. But we're being pushed to wake up, being pushed to wake up 
to what we are. We are human beings. We are, we are, we are, we are souls having a human experience. We're souls having a human experience. And it's time for us to wake up for that. It's time for us to wake up to many lifetimes. It's time for us to wake up to, we came into the perfect family system, even if it's incredibly painful, because there's something we need for our soul evolution and our soul growth. And, you know, this kind of almost like malevolence that's in society right now, it's almost like the war machine of the United States right now is going crazy. It's going insane. It's it's like, you know, it's not just Ukraine. It's not just, oh, we're going to give tons of money uh, through our weapon systems to Israel. It's like now we're bombing Iranian targets. Now we're bombing. It's 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 a little insane right now. But it's like, so so then how does this relate to us? Because there's this overwhelming trauma in the field. It's like, all right, how can you and I hold our light? How can we hold our highest vibration? And um, as I see it, that's where we're being asked to, to do right now. And I think the pressure, the pressure cooker is going to get more and more. But I don't know about you, more honestly, but I see so many more people waking up right now, waking up to like, oh, this is this is the matrix. Uh, let's wake up. Let's bring our highest vibration online and channel more light into the world, because I think that's what we're being asked to do right now. Channel more light into the world by embracing our own beauty, by embracing our own light. Mm -hmm. I'm just taking that in what you're saying with that. Because a lot of people, I think, you know, they, well, you tell me, you know, how does a person really embrace every part of who they are, like their light, mm -hmm. and then, but also their dark, also mm -hmm. because we're, because we're connected, all of us, um, the whole, you know, when you think about that, um, you know, we're part of what's going on. So yes, if we all started mm -hmm. raising our vibration and coming from a place of love and compassion and empathy and all those goodies, mm -hmm. um, you know, which there's a lot of light workers on the planet. And yes, um, you know, I, I founded Wake Up Academy many years ago because I knew this was coming. Yeah. So, but that whole area, but how, how do people really embrace their light and, and, you know, also accept the darkness that we have within us because we all have that. I love it. I love it. It's one of the, such a love that we're having this conversation, such a key, mm -hmm. such a key question. Um, so my, share a little bit about my journey. Yeah. So many times in family constellation work, one of the core paradigms we're working with is victim and perpetrator dynamics. Mm -hmm. paradigm. And I could not, I could not, as I stood in as a representative, so we, people stand in and take roles there. It's a bit like role playing, but it's much, much more mystical than that because of what comes through us. It's very, it's very magical. And I could not embrace uh, perpetrator energies. I couldn't embrace perpetrator energies. I couldn't embrace darkness energies. And for whatever reason, I was guided in my own soul and some of my uh, teachers, master teachers at the time, said okay you need to work on this and so for the next three four years wow um, i really worked on when i would go to a medicine work i've worked with some of the plant medicines some of the shamanic medicines from south america things like that mm -hmm. i was or i'd go to a group i was always like all right i want to embrace my perpetrator i want to embrace my darkness um and and so for three three four years i was really strongly focused on embracing my own perpetrator my own inner perpetrations i've seen in past lifetime where I was very malevolent and, and really allowed a lot of 
really dark, dark things to happen as a military, as a military person. And uh, so owning that, like, oh, right. And, and my, the, the recognition that I've come to, and I've really kind of put this in a synthesis about two years ago, is to me the optical, the optimal, optical, the optimal human expression is wholeness, mm. is wholeness that when you and I can embrace uh, and the people listening can embrace every part of what we are as humans, when we can embrace the light lifetimes, the dark lifetimes, the part of us that's petty and malevolent, uh, when we can embrace all of this, then we become whole, right? Then we're the wholeness of the human experience and then choose light. It's not because we're suppressing our darkness and choosing light because that's it's kind of a false light. It's, it's avoidance, it's protection. It's not, it's not complete, it's not whole. But when we can be everything mm-hmm. and own everything and, and own it all, you see this within family systems too, the, the darkness in our family systems. Can we own, can we, can we hold love for the perpetrators in our lineage for the, the grandpa who's a pedophile? It's horrible. It's horrible. And I'm not talking about spiritual bypassing the grandpa. It's the trauma exists. The trauma is real. But can we get deeper than that and see that, oh my gosh, this, this, this being was playing a perfect part in the family system, as mm-hmm. horrific as it was. And not to disregard the trauma, but can we still hold love for grandpa? Can we give him a place? And, and to even see the trauma that he experienced because, because he was molested by his mother or his father. And so he became a perpetrator. So can we hold wholeness as humans, I believe is the highest evolution. And from that place of being able to choose everything, the palette of human and choose love and light. Like I believe that we are in our strongest soul selves when we are able to begin coming from that place more and more, almost like we, we become a living embodiment of that, um, of light into the world, like and, and transcend the duality of light and dark when we love all of it. Mm, I love that. Yes, I, I used to teach, um, you know, that we, we have a soul blueprint. And like you were saying, people step up and say, I'll play that role. It's not really a nice mm-hmm. role. You know, it's like, can we get our head around it for sure? But people at times, if we want to learn and grow, as you were, you know, the victim and perpetrator that, you know, to really, uh, that person had to play that role for us to grow in an aspect yeah. of ourselves. So that takes that takes a lot of love to step in and play that role if you look at it from that standpoint for sure. So how how does a person what kind of what do you do in an exercise for people to, to to connect with the field, you know, that higher level of intelligence, our our soul, the presence of God within us? Yeah. I can do I can do a short meditation with you, yes. which I think is pretty fascinating. Maybe five minutes that it may I provide like that. value. I let's do that great. let's do that i'm gonna i'm gonna shorten this this is normally a little longer it's normally and this is a, a meditation i do to open all of our events and the premise of this meditation the reason why we do this is to fill our energetic field with love and light before we go into a field which could include low vibration dark energies and trauma energies and things like that um so let's just do one aspect of this meditation wonderful all right. So let's, uh, you know, let's you and I and anybody uh, listening along just kind of go uh, inward. So into our inner space, into our kind of core 
our core self and really connecting uh, with the heart space. And let's breathe in some energy into our heart space. And let's imagine breathing that in from the earth that we're on. So rooting down into the earth, breathing up earth energy into our uh, entire energetic field, letting that uh, fill us with uh, nourishment, uh, resource, just like a giant tree and plants rooting down, receiving their nourishment from the planet, which is what a beautiful gift, right? The, mm, the, the love of the mother uh, to give to us. And even imagining, I like to even imagine the cosmic realms, the spirit realms of guides and helpers and angels and energies. And, and so calling in their love and support, welcoming, welcoming, receiving their gifts. Um, I've learned with cosmic and with the other side, we have to ask, and it's relative to freedom of choice that they can't unilaterally give us love. They can't unilaterally protect us. We have to ask because of human freedom of choice, it's inappropriate for them to uh, step in. So let's call in their love and support for us. Let's call in their uh, nurturance of how much they love us. They know that we're on our perfect path. They know that there are some areas where we're doing incredibly they know that some areas where uh, we're still struggling, they know our perfect plan uh, and they love us just unequivocally, right? So receiving the love from the earth, uh, receiving love from uh, the spirit realm and, and you can even breathe in and as we breathe in, breathe in the vibration of yes to receive, to receive their love, nourishment, and support. And also holding, not the ego, this is not about us. The more love we receive, the more love we have to share with our brothers and sisters. It's simply that it flows. It's not about us. It's about flowing through us. Yes, we receive. And then, and then in our mind's eye, receiving love from the earth, receiving love from the spirit realms. Let's imagine looking back at our lineage. Let's imagine looking back at mom and dad, at grandma and grandpa, great grandma and great grandpa, all the way back. And if you go back, 10 generations, there's like a thousand ancestors in that line, right? And you and I, we all know, we all know the psychological story. We know the psychological story of mom. We know the psychological story of dad and grandma and grandpa and how we didn't get our needs met. All that. We're, we're very aware of that. That's great. But let's bring in, let's balance it a little bit. Let's bring in a higher vibration story. So still breathing in. Spirit realms, breathing at earth support, earth nourishment could be coming in through the roots of the, the balls of the feet or through the first chakra. Breathing those in. And imagine looking back at mom and dad, but imagine seeing the divine spark. Imagine seeing, perhaps it might show up as a candlelight in mom's core or a glow or a radiance, or maybe even a radiance that shines through the eyes and a glow, divine spark in dad, or a radiance, or a glow. Uh, but this is the part of mom that is connected to source energy. This is the part of dad that's connected to source energy. This is way deeper than the trauma story. This is, way, this is a different level. That is valid, and this level is valid also. You can imagine seeing grandma and grandpa, their glow, their radiance. These are... The grandma and grandpa, you know, as you mentioned, Myra, that 
chose this lifetime and maybe this lifetime they needed to be a perpetrator in the lineage so that other beings around them could could learn their soul lessons it's a hard path it's a hard path and we can look down and see our own radiance our own glow our own luminescence or illumination and that maybe this was the perfect is the perfect mother for us this lifetime perfect experience for our soul growth for our soul evolution for raising our vibration and consciousness and supporting you and i to bring our soul medicine to the world we had to learn certain wounds and this was a lineage where we could do that same with dad highest vibration of him this the part of him that's connected to source energy he's had many lifetimes and sometimes he's been victimized and sometimes he's been a perpetrator and some lifetimes have been filled with great joy and love and and sometimes he's been abandoned and traumatized deeply but this lifetime he chose you he's like you're the right daughter for me you're the right son for me this lifetime so both of us can learn our soul lessons and maybe sometimes you've been with this soul many times before maybe this is a soul you have a deep 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 connection with and you've done many lifetimes and sometimes you've been the father sometimes you've been the mother and sometimes you've been the child and then looking down at her own soul radiance once again and seeing if you can allow in and connect with the divinity of these souls with the divinity of your lineage having a human experience and just see how this feels in your body some of you may be able to follow this some not depending on the level of trauma that's resolved or unresolved it's all welcome but breathing this in breathing in the divine connection with the lineage the divine connection with the family system breathing in the cosmic realms the cosmic helpers being a yes to receiving their love and energy so it can flow through us breathing in earth nourishment as she evolves to a higher consciousness at this time through us we are a part to play in her evolution so seeing if you can breathe this in and giving all of this a place in your heart and we'll take a couple of deep breaths together to see if you can find your own perfect rhythm for this and then turning forward and seeing if from this level you can have your family system at your back because at this level they know your perfect path they absolutely support you at the highest self level this is way deeper than the psychological story they absolutely have our back and even if they can't say it psychologically they love and support us and they want us to succeed they want us to thrive they're grateful that we're bringing this healing to the lineage those of us that have come in have carried some of the family traumas so one more deep breath together and then we'll come back and then we'll come back to the call turn it back over to you Moira. thank you very much for that it's very powerful i can feel when spirit comes in i don't know uh, for yourself um uh, to let me know that they're there which i can tell when they're there but they they also do things like you know touching my nose and putting pressure on my nose or my hands vibrating and that was happening during that so that was pretty cool mm -hmm. yeah thank you for sharing that i really like that you shared that meditation you know jack how do you define the language of the soul and and 
you know, why do souls do what they do? <laughs> Put a little humor in there. Boy, boy. Uh, it's funny. There's a, there's a book, by one of the uh, master teachers in our, our field, uh, John Bain, uh, uh, all about why souls do it. The language of the soul is mm-hmm. the name of his book. And it's basically, as I talk to my students about it, I'm like, okay, the language of the soul, because that's the right verbiage for me also. And, and I translate that to, okay, the language of the soul. I translate that to why souls do what they do. Why souls do what they do. Uh, and in, in family constellation work as students of the work, what, what students are working, what I have learned, what we're learning is why souls do what they do. And it's very different. Uh, kind of coming back again, we're kind of regressing a little bit in our conversation, but hopefully in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why you and I and other souls, many of you on this call listening, uh, do what you do based on your childhood experience is so much deeper than trauma. It's so much deeper than trauma. So to give an example, mm-hmm. um, grandma, it's a grandma, go back to the infant model, right? That we've inherited a template. Grandma's heart was broken, devastated. She lost her first two, let's make up a story. She lost her first two children and her husband left or didn't support her. And so she wasn't able to grieve this massive loss because she's got three other children who survived living. She has no support and her heart shuts down. Her heart shuts down. And so passed down the lineage is this broken hearted energy this broken hearted energy, closed heart. And so the template, we come in, we're a baby and what we receive through the lineage because for some reason as a soul, we have a particular connection to this grandmother. Maybe we have a deep love for her, um, even if it's unconscious, even if we've never met her, uh, but we receive this broken heartedness. So we come into the incarnation, we're a little child. And, and usually I think what we do is we, we, we have our childhood experience, which has its own trauma. But I also think we, we have this brokenhearted grandma energy that lives in us. And so we're trying to find uh, relationships. We're trying to find love in life. So difficult for us to find love in life. And maybe what many of us find ourselves doing is like, oh, I keep choosing partners and I keep being brokenhearted. I keep being brokenhearted. I don't know what I, why it is. My partners are never there for me. They leave. I had a miscarriage. I had two miscarriages. And then they come to do soul work. They come to do soul work, not psychological. Mm. And they, they go back and they say, oh, my God, mm. I've been carrying grandmother's trauma out of love for her. And I've been reenacting her trauma patterns. Right. And, and so through this, this lens of family constellation work, we're able to resolve. Because what we do, we bring in for grandmother, uh, even if she's not living anymore. But we bring in for her soul, the soul essence that's been imprinted in this lineage, um, the healing resolution that she needed as a soul. Her psychology was, well, I lost my two babies and it was so brutal and uh, I, I was never able to love again and my, my husband wasn't there for me. But we, we can reconnect her with the energy of these two souls that were lost and, and she can mm. hold them again and we can rebond the love that was lost. And all of a sudden when that love is rebonded, now she can see her three children who were living. She wasn't able to see them anymore. 
um, because her whole heart shut down mm -hmm. and she sees them and then she sees her perfect soul growth in this lifetime and 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 that there was still love between her and her husband at, at the deepest level at the soul level and so we can rebond this love but the 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 lineage trauma energy has now been resolved and all of a sudden our client is like oh grandma i can leave you in peace and i see what happened to you and i see that nobody talked about your trauma in the family system and so your trauma was excluded and and now i can be at peace and 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 we might say a soul statement which might be grandma look kindly on me as i find love and rejoice in a loving partnership and the grandma lights up and she has you have my blessing you have my blessing to love wholeheartedly and i'm so grateful for what you carried for our family for our lineage right so this is the soul level it's a very different level than the psychological stories and yet we are so much bigger than psychological stories so let's work at that level to bring healing and resolution um yeah that's hope that was valuable for people oh for sure the psychological patterns you know and the soul patterns and soul level that was beautiful and it's a beautiful place to us to, we're coming close to the end of our our heartfelt conversation, Jack. But I like mm -hmm. what you just shared there for sure. Where do you see the field of family constellation work evolving in the the next coming years? You know, you talk about that we're still going to have you see for the next two years at least. You know, all this stuff going on in the world out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, where do you see the work evolving? And how? You know, I really. I think humanity? it's. I think it's really going to a cosmic awakening. I think it's going to, we have been doing the lineage healing trauma for a long time, the trauma healing concept. Now we're starting to incorporate spiritual models in this work, in medicine work, uh, in the, 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 um, uh, the work that you do, the Reiki, the Reiki work, right? Uh, energy, energy, energy. And uh, I think there's a transformation and a transition coming mm. to a cosmic presence where we actually recognize and start to wake up to the fact that we are cosmic beings having a human experience. We've had cosmic lifetimes. We've had human lifetimes. So how do we reconnect with a much, much bigger picture of what we are? And when we can do that, we see the human experience from such a smaller lens. It's beautiful, the human experience, not to minimize it, but mm -hmm. to say, wow, this is just one fractal many lifetimes of many experiences of many planetary evolutions like this is my one little experience as a human and i think when we get to that it's almost like we can laugh a little bit more just like oh my god like i was taking this so seriously so seriously but it's like uh it's like perfect it's even even in the seriousness it's it's just crazy and it's perfect so i see the field is evolving a lot of my work is evolving where i'm actually clearing negative low vibration energies out of family lineages see a lot of the sacrifices, sacrifices through the church, a lot of malevolence uh, through the church, unfortunately. Um, and, and so people that come to me are people that, yeah, I feel like there's darkness in my lineage. I'm a healer and I'm blocked. Those are the people that I'm generally calling in, but it's to uh, raise our uh, image. And I see that as the evolution of constellation work where, where we're transcending the human experience. It's time for us to wake up. And that's part of what's being asked for us on the planet at this time. And so we can use the field like, oh, let's set up a client and let's set up their cosmic self. And let's let the field show us like, oh, my God, like, here's this lifetime, cosmic lifetime that I was blocked. And that's why I'm having troubles on the human experience. Uh, mm -hmm. So transcendent, 
to a cosmic perspective, I would say is one of the biggest elements of evolution. Yeah, it's beautiful. This shows all about raising our consciousness, you know, to heal Mother Earth, humanity out into the universe and the galaxies and out into the cosmic. So it's about raising that consciousness, the awareness, waking up in love and light. So that's just a perfect note. Jack, Mm -hmm. I would love you to share the gift that you'd like to give to our listeners today. And I really appreciate it. And please note that all the links to Jack, his trainings, um, his work, and the gift will be below in our show notes from this episode. Yeah, thank you so much for allowing me to offer that, Myra. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I offer events almost weekly, and I have a special um, event invite list through email. And people on that list can come to events anytime uh, for free. Uh, and and so I want to offer that. Like, if people want to come check out family constellation work, check out this soul level lineage healing channeling in a way channeling based. Uh, modality uh, to cleanse and purify lineages. Um, they're welcome to come. Just reach out to me, you know, mention your podcast. Happy to add them uh, to that private event invite list. The events are about uh, three hours and quite deep. And we have a beautiful spiritual community that people can participate on, even online. Uh, it's quite lovely that we do this work. And uh, just reach out uh, uh, my website, Healing Family Trauma dot com healingfamilytrauma.com and they can reach out to me by email at jack at healingfamilytrauma.com happy to add people to the list also to answer any questions and i can share many youtube videos and things like that where these processes have been recorded and uh, you can find me on youtube too through google pretty easily um so that's a great way to reach out and hopefully uh uh let's all wake up let's all wake up together it's quite beautiful mm-hmm. That is beautiful. Jack, thank you for sharing from your heart and your soul, your wisdom today on how ancestral patterns shape your life and love. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to the Heart Soul Wisdom Podcast with Moira Sutton. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please join our community at moirasutton.com and continue the discussion on our Facebook page, Create the Life You Love. You will be part of a global movement, connecting with other heart-centered people who are consciously creating the life they love on their own terms. Together, we can raise our consciousness for the greater good of humanity and for our planet.